Hey there, y'all. This is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. Another episode of the Atomic Kingdom podcast. My name is Dave, and joining me tonight is Jenny. What's up? And tonight we have another very special episode. I always get so excited when we actually have somebody that wants to come on our show that's not from our show, um, especially when they're like superstar celebrities, uh, like Bianca Brady, who we had uh, the opportunity to talk to about the movie Wormwood, Road of the Dead, which. You can stream on Netflix right now. Uh, it's doing very well on Netflix, and um, I highly recommend it. I think Jenny would agree. Yeah, it's a good time. Good zombie movie. Uh, the poster says Mad Max uh, meets Dawn of the Dead. I don't know if I'd agree totally with that, but it does have that feel. Uh, it's a very different zombie movie. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking to her, and so we're not going to make you wait much longer. Here is our interview with... The lovely and Australian, so it's got the very, very cool accent, uh, Bianca Brady. So here you go. Joining us today is the star of the hit film, Wormwood, Road of the Dead, which you can stream on Netflix, and hopefully we're going to be seeing a lot more of her uh, on the big screen very soon. Uh, With us today is the zombie whisperer herself, Bianca Brady. Hi, guys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Right away when I saw the movie, I thought you were a zombie whisperer. I thought that that was the coolest thing. We'll get into the movie more later, but I thought that that was the coolest aspect of that character. Yeah, uh, it's such a it's such an interesting new take on the whole genre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I want to ask you one thing first. I saw on your Instagram earlier today that you uh, saw a Chaco Taco for the first time. I did. <laughs> did you? What are they? <laughs> did you? Did, you didn't try one. No, I took a photo of it and then decided that my diet should probably um, <laughs> stay intact. Good idea. Although, yeah, it fascinated me because I just can't believe that we've never thought of that in Australia. <laughs> Why have we never thought of that? It's genius. Yeah, it's just like a waffle cone with ice cream in it and like a hard shell chocolate on the top. It's the best. It's, it's amazing. I think I need to take it back with me somehow. Right, yeah. Introduce the rest of Australia to it. I would agree. Maybe you could start your own line of them. There you go. See, I don't need to be an actor anymore. I can just, I can be the Australian Chaco Taco. Well, this, that could fund your, you can make your own movies with the money from the, your Chaco Taco business. Do you think you make enough from Chaco Taco? Probably not. <laughs> uh, so what we'd like to ask our guests on the show right away, because we're very geek culture oriented on our podcast. Um, we ask you about your geek cred, like your street cred, uh, like what are you interested in that might fall into this category, like horror movies or comic books or anything like that? Um, well, this is my thing. I was a um, computer game nerd growing up. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, I was obsessed with computer games, but no, like full computer games, though. So not game consoles. Uh-huh. I mean, for like PC and Mac. And I used to sit there for like hours. You just get stuck for like eight, eight hours. <laughs> 
Yeah. But I was um I was a massive King's Quest fan and um I'm sorry to say Leisure Suit Larry was one of my favorites. Uh when I was younger we 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 snuck that onto the onto the PC yeah. and <laughs> Yeah, so too young to play it. It was yep. it was quite risque, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you could get away with making a game like that as pop like just mainstream as that was. No, no. I feel like they need to make it come back somehow. Like, I feel like PlayStation or Xbox they they jump on this. Yeah, there was an Xbox uh, Leisure Suit Larry game, I think, a few years ago. Oh, yeah, like, really? Like, mid-2000s, they did one. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, you know, that's pretty much The Sims. I was I loved The Sims as well. Oh, okay. It's pretty much that. Was it and, like... Um, anything sort of where it was basically controlling people, so... Okay, like uh, maybe a World of Warcraft, or is that too new... No, I, I liked that as well. But, okay. Um, my other massive one was um, I loved Mario Kart. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I love Mario Kart. Everybody, so everybody loves Mario Kart. Yeah. Did you have a favorite character? Oh, yeah, Mushroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like the little toad guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always quick. Oh, he was so cool. I, I, I came first in everything on that one. <laughs> Just the go-to one. Rainbow Road was always my favorite. That was a good one. I liked um, the day the Daisy one. What was the Daisy one? The Daisy Cup. Oh God, I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember either. And uh, one of our video game people aren't with us right now, so they would be able to help. I'm sure. Yeah. See that that is my that's my my nerd out video games. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um. So what got you started in acting? Um, God, I always wanted to act, so I think I started dancing when I was about four. So I've always been dancing, acting, singing, one of those, you know, mm-hmm. girls. But um, I I quit for a while because I was really shy, actually, and I didn't think that um, I had, I don't know, I just didn't like people looking at me. So <laughs> I for a bit. <laughs> and then I realized I was wasting my life, so I went back and I was like, bugger it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I don't like people looking at me either. That's why it's purely yeah. audio, audio podcast for me. No, well, I mean, <laughs> public speaking, God, that would just scare the crap out of me. But I'm now so you're... Now you're pretending to be someone else. Okay, well, yeah, that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah, being myself, that's scary. <laughs> you're doing fine right now, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um. Well, with the dancing, I always hear, like, from dancers, like, in, in action movies and stuff like that, that that helps with the stunt sequences and fight sequences. Yeah. Did that yeah, help definitely. Did that help you with Wormwood? Yeah, God. I Because um, I did a bit of gymnastics growing up as well, and so I've done, like, wire work on stunts and fight training, and it's, it's really easy because you're just sort of, I don't know, you're tiny and you're light and you're coordinated, so it really works. Very helpful. <laughs> Uh, do you have any other kind of aspirations in the film world, like directing or writing? Or yeah, definitely. I, I um, I'm definitely looking to write my own feature at the moment, and then produce it and be in it. Oh. And I would like to one day direct, but I think it's something I'd probably like to work up towards. But I, I don't know. I think I, I don't want to just be telling other people's stories and doing what other people want. I want to make my own decisions and make my own projects and have more control. I think. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then yeah. Uh, are you very, like a creative person by nature? Like, do you do you have stories in mind? Yeah, yeah, I um I do have a story that I'm working on at the moment. So I would really love to keep exploring that one a little bit more. I've always um I've always been a bit of a bookworm growing up though. So I read a book a day when I was a kid. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. I just loved it. I read everything. I was so antisocial, I think, because I was shy. <laughs> computer games and red books you're, you're speaking to the converted here we all i think we're we're book shy yeah it's good you get to i don't know explore and i found it um very handy for scrabble in later life oh yeah you're... you have such a giant vocabulary <laughs> absolutely i'm curious like what are you reading right now if you mind me asking um, I just finished a book actually yesterday. Um, it was it's. I really love to read English romantic comedy set in the countryside. Like I just, I, I think the English sense of humour is so good. So I was reading a Katie Ford. Um, she writes sort of situational comedy over there. It's all um, people set in the countryside and like they've got dogs and then there's like market fairs and. I don't know. I just, I love that. But um, <laughs> my other favorite books are science fiction. Ooh, now so I'm a big, um, yeah, Isaac Asimov fan. Um, Philip K. Dick kind of just goes over my head a little bit. Me too. I, I try to understand him, but don't <laughs> quite get there. But um, my favorite series of that is the Amtrak Wars. Have you guys read the Amtrak Wars? No, I want to, though. Oh, um, you have to. It's from the 70s. They're the yeah. best. Yeah. They're the best um, series that's never sort of been... I think eventuated into a into movies or TV. I think it'd be great. I think it will eventually. They all do. Hope so. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I can't believe Dune still hasn't really been done properly. The the eighties version was so yeah not ready. They tried it again, like on the Sci Fi Channel, I think recently, yeah. and it did okay. not turn out well. Yeah. Well, I I didn't think it did at least. <laughs> I'm waiting for that one. That one's a great one as well. Uh, so would that be like the like if you got to just start directing, would that be the, the the book you'd want to bring to screen? Oh God, if I got to do the Amtrak Wars, that would be a dream come true. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, maybe um maybe in my career later on. There you go. That's what I'll do. Aim we'll high, do. aim high. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you have? With that being said, if you like sci-fi when you're acting, do you have a favorite genre? I mean, you dove right into the zombie apocalypse type stuff really good. <laughs> so do you have yeah. aspirations for other genre type movies? Or, um, Well, I, I would love to be in a great sci-fi and I, I love action. I find it's really fun to do. So sort of the superhero stuff, the, the space travel stuff, it's just so um, – it's not your everyday thing and it's so out of your realm and out of your comfort zone and you get to just be a complete new character. And it's – I think that's sort of the fun of acting, isn't it, just to – play these you know on these ridiculous situations in these other worlds that would never really happen i could uh i could see you in star wars episode eight or nine oh, i'd love to <laughs> yeah it'd be amazing i love star wars <clears throat> uh do you have a favorite like well, jenny was just talking about different genres that you'd like to be in do you have a favorite film that you like to watch yourself not you know that acting but that you like to um, watch yeah my favorite film ever is the fifth element by luke besson uh, Milly Jovovich and Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think that's the best science fiction I've ever seen. I just love it. I remember it being very different than anything I'd ever seen when I saw it. Like it was just so bizarre. Well, it's just so cool, and it's, he thought out of the box, and it was just so visually stunning as well. Like the mm-hmm. production design was amazing. Yeah, lots of practical effects and people in suits and stuff and didn't really yeah. rely on special effects too much. No, not heaps and heaps of CGI. I mean, it, I think I always prefer that sort of stuff. So I was always a massive Firefly fan when it was on, um, I can't believe it got cancelled. It was oh, yeah. atrocious, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Because I, I just loved that. Like it was set in space and there was CGI, but a lot of it was built sets, which I loved. Yeah, yeah. And I could I could see it would be kinda cool to see you up against Summer, uh Summer Glau as River. Yeah. Like that would be a very cool scene. How cool is River? Yeah, River yeah. was awesome. Yeah. We were we were talking about it right before about the special effects in Wormwood and it was done great. The explosions of the heads and just the whole demeanor you have when you kind of start speaking to the zombies, I guess. Is that what you would call it? Communicating? Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, do, you, do you like the whole idea of like going into like a film where you get to go into costume? Or do you prefer the films where it's more natural? Um, well, they're both, you know, they're very different. So I love both. I mean, the good thing about having a costume is it really sets you into the character. So if you're in those situations dressed as you are normally, you'd feel like a dick doing the stuff that, you know, you're meant to do. Like you can't pretend that you're controlling zombies when you're, you know, in your bikini or something. Like it's just you need, I think you need that, the toughness and the situation and the armour and the, like all of that sort of adds to it. It makes it easier for you as an actor to have all that. Um, and it's a lot more to hide behind as well, I think, though. So um, I really love indie films where it's just really natural and no costume and, you know, no makeup and, and just shot on, like, one camera with, like, <laughs> two crew. I think I think they're just as exciting. Speaking of costumes, I have to ask, how much time did you spend with that mask on? Uh, six days in total. Oof. Yeah. Um, the mask was annoying. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was the annoying part of the costume, but, um, the, so there wasn't actually tubes going down my throat and I wasn't really tied to the wall. So it was, it was okay. I could take that on and off. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good. And then you got to stay in there and watch as he danced around in front of you and, uh, just a very crazy scene. He's amazing. Um, so Baron that plays <clears throat> the the mad scientist is just phenomenal. He's he's such a a veteran actor in Australia. So he's he's such a lovely, gentle soul. But <laughs> and then he just turns it on for the camera. Like he knows exactly what he's doing. He's so different to his character, but he's just fearless. He's amazing and very scary. He played that very well, and it was a nice build in that that setup for that scene. Is just because I I don't know about Jenny or anybody else that's seen the movie, but I wanted him to get his badly. Like he was just a, a very good villain. In this. <laughs> you and, wanted him to die really. <laughs> right, right, and you guys, and it was set up so it was set up so well, and it paid off perfectly. I think. And yeah, yeah, I definitely remember having that moment of like when like. Brooke shoots him. I was like, this is going to be like, she's going to take so much pleasure. <laughs> you know, when some people like hesitate because of the moral question, blah, yeah. blah, but I was like, nah, she would just completely <laughs> take absolute glee in doing this. Cause he's a sadistic bastard. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. have you done much work like here in the U S or is it mostly all just been Australia? Um, all Australia. Okay. At this stage. Yeah, but um, I guess this is why I'm over here. I'm just having some meetings, setting up some rep, and then hopefully I'll get some more U.S. and um, work over here. It'll be fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to work more over here. I think. I think the projects over here are just bigger, and the writing is amazing, and everything's on such a huge scale. I just, 
Yeah. I'd love to be able to do both, you know, work in Australia still, like take some work back there, but I'd love to have more of an international career. How are you liking your time in LA right now? I love it. I yeah. love it. It's so, it's so sunshiny and hot and amazing and warm and I don't know, everyone's so friendly and I, I think it's, I find it's very like Sydney anyway. It's sort of fun and young and laid back, well, I guess the people I'm hanging out with anyway. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's really welcoming. Is he, is, is, is he usually laid back there, Jenny? Uh, unless you're on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> I have Avoid luckily, the freeway. Yeah, I've, I've avoided the freeway most of this trip. I remember last time I was here and I went and did everything, you know, all the touristy stuff and you go to Santa Monica and you drive all the way around, you go to Studio City and I, I think I spent half my time in a car on the freeway and I was like, I'm not doing that. Not doing that <laughs> I've done all that. <laughs> just gonna enjoy yeah, my time and everything's like everywhere else in the country it's said a little differently here it's always the 101 or the 405 and everyone here knows what you're talking about but if you leave california most people are just looking at you like what are you talking about yeah you're just like it's, it's just a big giant road right <laughs> with eight lanes going each direction <laughs> it's insane the drivers over here i love it and i feel like there's no speed limit like everyone just speeds there's there's a theory behind that though. If you're able to move, go as fast as you can because most of the time you're going about <laughs> five miles per hour. <laughs> I love that theory. I will definitely <laughs> adhere to that. I am definitely a little bit of a um, a lead foot. I love to I love to drive cars really fast. Well, there you go. Like we, we'll get you in a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I used to um, it used to be like a father daughter thing. We'd go to the racetrack together and drive Very around. Cool. Really fast. Yeah, love it. Do you do you find that like LA in the whole movie scene is it different drastically from Australia or is it kind of similar? Um I think it's just bigger. Like it's just it's just huge over here. So it's so small in Australia like we just don't have the resources or the funds or the industry like there's you know probably like 10% the amount of stuff being made in Australia as is being made here. So it's just it's just everyone you meet is in the industry here, especially in LA. Like it's just, it's amazing. In Australia, you're kind of like, yeah, I'm an actor and I work in a bar and, you know, I've had like two jobs this year. Like, but here I feel like people are doing stuff and they're going for auditions and they're, they're getting roles. It's just, it's, you know, it's probably oh. similar though. It's usually, I had two auditions today and then I have to go work at Trader Joe's tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, yeah, all of my actor friends here generally have a second job working in a bar or something. But you get to audition a lot more over here. Like there's a lot more stuff being made. There's breakdowns and and I feel like there's there's so much more happening. So I think I'm you, I think I'm still all excited and new about it. <laughs> Not jaded yet. Yeah. Now in Australia, how'd the movie come about? Did it jump into like a like a film festival circuit? Cause I know here a lot of times things will get on, you know, sort of submitted for different genres of, mm-hmm. of, you know, basically festivals. Did that happen in Australia or did it go straight to DVD? Um, well, no, it went to, so it had its world premiere at Fantastic Fest in Austin last year. And then it went to <clears throat> Sitges and then it went to Busan and then it went to Toronto after dark and it went to, Glasgow, um, Fright Fest, and I can't even remember all the ones it's been at after that. So it went to <laughs> so many festivals, which is you were, kind of 
mind-blowing. You were nominated for Best Actress, right? At Fan- yeah. Fantastic Fest? Yeah, at Fantastic yeah. Fest. It, that, was, that was amazing as well. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, we can't, it's just a little Australian film that we made on the weekends, and it's, it's amazing that the world got to see it, and they really love it. It's just, it's so nice that it, it, people got it. Mm-hmm. And it, people get the humor and think it's kitschy and cool. Yeah, we were talking about it before before you came on, and we were, you know, I had just read that you guys did it like over four years on the weekends. Yeah, uh, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that the weekend thing was was cool. It felt like you know I I've had friends who are doing like student films and stuff, and they can only film on weekends because they work full time jobs or they have classes or stuff. And I yeah. thought I thought that aspect of it was very cool, like how dedicated you have to be to just do it on the weekends and then over that long of a period of time. Yeah, um, well, that's what it was. The the so the two guys that made it, Kia Roach Turner and Tristan Roach Turner, they're brothers, um, and they both had um, full time jobs, so they they had to most of the time they funded it themselves, so they were saving up and then getting enough money together and planning the next shoot, and then we'd all get together and shoot the next stuff, and then we'd go away and they'd go back to their jobs and plan the next shoot again because that was just the way you had to do it. And so they went to all the funding bodies and people offered to help fund them, but they wanted to have control over the script and they wanted to change things, and and the guys were like, no, we want complete control. That, so they just did it themselves. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And that's that's difficult to do. Yeah, I love, I think I find them very inspiring. Like their dedication is amazing. Like so many people are sitting around complaining that they can't get anywhere and that no one's giving them anything. And it's like, stop waiting around for someone to give it to you. Go do it yourself. Just go make it. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. And that's yeah. uh, kind of the, the idea behind our podcast and website is, you know, I'm just tired of just talking about it with friends. I want to talk about it on a bigger scale and, you know, the things yeah. that we we love to do and, and read and, and stuff like that. Um. And you can reach so many people nowadays as well. Like the world's so small. Everyone can get connected so easily. Yeah. And I mean, are you surprised at how successful this has been? Like on Netflix, especially how well it's doing? Yes. Very, very, (laughs) very. It was like, I know when I signed on to the film, I thought the guys were really talented up and coming filmmakers. And I sort of hoped that it would help in some way and that people would see it. But I never, I don't think I ever thought that, it would be quite so successful as it is. Like, <laughs> I don't think you ever think that something like that's going to happen. Yeah, but you hear was, you hear a yeah. lot, like people filming TV shows and stuff. They're like, well, are people going to watch it? We don't know what they're going to react or whatever. And then, yeah. and then you just kind of have to wait and see. And so it's got to be pretty exciting. Yeah, it was, it was definitely that thing. So when we were shooting it, we were like, we knew it was something special. And all the crew was so dedicated and we would do anything for it. And we just we saw the rushes and saw that how gorgeous it looked and <laughs> how cool the concept was. But, and we just hoped that um, it would get finished and it would get out there and it would get a, an audience and someone would see it. But it was definitely fingers <clears throat> crossed. A lot. Of it. <laughs> you could tell it was a, a passion project too, not for just for the two, the, the, you know, the brothers, but also I think for the, everybody involved, um, it seemed mm-hmm. like they poured a lot of work into it. Oh, everyone. Everyone that worked on it was so dedicated. The crew was amazing. So, I mean, the the DOP was this young um, guy called Tim Nagel, and he's just so talented. He was, like, 23, I think, at the time of filming. And 
he's just amazing and he's the reason why it looks so gorgeous and <laughs> and the cast is just so talented i'm i think it's sort of a testament to how good we thought the boys were so for them to get a cast like that i mean pretty much everyone that was in the film has been to NIDA. it's you know it's such an acclaimed cast so it's and to do that on weekends and for free <laughs> yeah you know deferred payment anyway <laughs> right <laughs> i gotta like compliment too like i i watched it over the weekend because dave's like you gotta watch this movie and i'm like hey it's got zombies i'm in <laughs> and i loved it for the fact that it has this hint of like humor to it throughout the thing there's so many scenes that it's it's subtle but i'm laying on my couch and i'm dying at some of the scenes going that's freaking funny yeah. but then you see somebody's head blow up yeah <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> i think that's what i love about the film it's because i i don't really even think that it's a horror i think it's more of like an action comedy like on the road buddy film like <laughs> so much wrong australian crass humor thrown in there it's it's hilarious and the guys that you know the brothers that wrote it they're so funny like that's who they are in real life and so if you ever see an interview with them they just i don't know they crack you up you can't sort of get a word in edgewise with them. <laughs> uh, go, going into this movie, uh, were you a, a fan of the zombie films at all? Yeah, or? I've I've always been a zombie fan, but honestly, it's it, it's also my scariest thing. You know, when it's like your massive fear, mm-hmm. zombie films are the scariest films ever. But I think it's almost like a sick fascination that I have to watch them all because they scare <laughs> the crap out of me. But um, my favorite is definitely Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, oh yes, I loved it. It revolutionized the zombie genre. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was so. I just loved the isolation of it, like the just the concept <clears throat> of waking up and the whole world is gone. So good. That's always been my my draw to the zombie genre. I guess is uh, the isolation of it and the the mm. never never ending. Like, it's always there. They're always chasing you. There's no way away, like, to get away. It's always there. I know. It's so, I think it's so desolate. I think this is why, because I, I watched a bit of The Walking Dead, and I was like, it just never ends, does it? It's so, <laughs> oh, man, like, there isn't a cure. There isn't, the world isn't coming back. It's, this is the world now, and you're just surviving, and it's just so. Yeah, you're not even surviving. taking it a, yeah, you're not even taking it a day at a time. You're taking it an hour, a minute at a time. Like, you just don't know. And You'd be so stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've seen The Walking Dead. That Those guys are yeah. – <laughs> there's no time to kick back and relax. No, you'd just be in, like, constant fight or flight mode. Like, there'd be no relaxing. There's no reading a book <laughs> and chilling by the pool. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what did you think in the script of, like, the drastic changes to the, the normal zombie tropes out there? Like, this this the added aspect of, like, they, they breathe f- fuel um, and things like that. What did you think? I thought it was really interesting, actually. I thought they came up with some really cool new concepts. I mean, I, I especially loved um, the mind control of the zombies because I was like, no one has ever done that before. Um, and I loved the idea of the gas coming out and then fueling the cars. They also had another concept um, which kind of didn't make the final cut in the end. They had the thing where um, they would come out of the ground. So I know that there's one shot where one of the zombies comes out of the ground. Mm -hmm. But um, actually the only reason they didn't include that in the film was it just used to take too long to dig the hole to get (laughs) the person to come out of. 
That is actually why they didn't do it. They were just like, it's just taken too long. We, we just can't do enough of them. <laughs> so practically, yeah, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. It didn't really work out. Such a good I love, concept. I love, too, though, the whole fact that it's all like your blood type determines if you're going to get it or not. Yeah, well, why not? I mean, mm-hmm. that makes total sense. It does, and it, it's <clears throat> new. It's It's not like a recycled zombie idea. No. I think what I love about it also is, though, that um, the guys don't really pay too much attention with the science of it. Because I remember I was always there going, so what blood type are they? And so, trying to get, like, the practicalities of it. I was, I was like, so if they got bit then and then they turn, how long does it take? And they're like, just stop worrying about all <laughs> that stuff. Like, don't ask those questions. Just, right. Yeah, you know, just Why do the story. Why do some run and some walk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was always like, so what blood type is it? Yeah. And then like, how long does it take to get into the blood? And if you, you know, and they were like, yeah, we don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not important. (laughs) I I got into a conversation with somebody on Twitter about the movie and even Jenny kind of hinted at a little bit. Uh, They were a little confused as to how your character got the power to control them. Now, Mm. whether it was already in, in, in you or if it was the, from, from the doctor, which Mm. I'm pretty sure it was from the doctor, right? The experimenting yeah, was, that they were it doing was from the doctor experimenting but yeah there is the question of because we've had this discussion as well me and the director and we're always like why does she get it and the mm-hmm. other people in the cell don't get it uh, and we were we were sort of thinking it was because she got it from the gurney zombie and he was getting experimented on by the doctor and so he was being altered and so therefore when she got his zombie blood in her that's why she developed it differently Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Uh, and then when I saw your character, I kind of thought of uh, the the Alice character from Resident Evil. Uh, mm. I kind of, not not the same, obviously. She can't control zombies, but uh, just the the strong character and that, you know, she's fighting off the zombies. She's not afraid of it. And then obviously you have the, the, the power to control them, which was very cool. Yeah, um, Alice did have a bit of um, she has something else going on, doesn't she? Like she's not she, just yeah, she can't control the zombies, but I think she has she has some kind of power. Um, yeah, I I can't remember. I have six films in, and I can't remember what she can do. But um, but uh, like the the normal role of of the female in the the horror movie, it's either like she's the scream queen, or then you have the rare occasion like. Uh, Sigourney Weaver and Alien, where it's just yeah. this strong woman, and uh, I got that a lot from your character. Where it was, oh, it was, you. it was really refreshing to see. You know, she doesn't need help. She's not the damsel. She she's going to take care of this herself somehow. Oh, good. I'm so glad you got that, and I'm so glad that that is what people have read in the film because that's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. We never wanted her to be the pretty girl on the side, the love interest, the girlfriend you know, the, the damsel in distress that needed to be rescued and, you know, the, the ones that always run in the wrong direction and then just sit there and scream and beg for help. Right. So we wanted her to be really independent and tough, no-nonsense, sort of take-care-of-it kind of person. And that's not to say that she um, she's some sort of superhero either to begin with. Like, she's still just a regular girl that is trying to fight her way out, but she can't beat soldiers obviously right i mean it's set up in the for her first seat your first scene uh when she gets away and kind of has to fight off both of her friends or yeah uh, that situation so that's set up that instinctually she knows how to take care of herself 
Yeah, and she does that. And even the, in the beginning with the soldiers, you know, she kicks the, <laughs> the drugs out of their hands. Like she's not going to go easy. She's going to like put up a fight every step of the way. Like she's not just going to accept her fate. Right, She'd right. rather like go down kicking and screaming. Uh, and speaking of that, that first scene, did you get to do a lot of that? You said you're, you know, you've done gymnastics and the dancing. Mm. Did you get to do a lot of your own stunts in there? Like, you know, hanging from the, the, the pipes up on top and. Um, yeah, I got to get into the rafters. So I got mm-hmm. to hang up there, but I, I did not do the climbing up and down. I wasn't allowed to do that stuff. Okay. Um, um, what else? I got to, I definitely got to fight with the, the zombies a bit, but mostly anything that sort of involved risking too much <laughs> you'd had to get the stunt person in i think for legal reasons i would say well, but the- um i i definitely got to sit in the rafters um without a harness <laughs> to be honest uh, just hang around up there. What about driving around in the car at the end of the movie where she's on the hood of the car and then you're in the back of the of the truck? Yeah, we didn't get I didn't get to drive on the hood. Okay. No, no, but I did get to stand. So in the back of the truck, when they first open the doors and she discovers she's in the back of this huge semi-trailer, I was standing on the edge there, but I was definitely harnessed in mm-hmm. very securely. But even that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, any sort of adrenaline and I'm in there. I think it's amazing. Are you excited <clears throat> to start filming number two? Yeah, Fingers definitely. Crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the boys are definitely going to do something next, but they haven't decided what. Like, they're still trying to figure out if they want to do a series version of it or a movie version. So, oh, yeah. And you'd be yeah. on board for a series? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I had a whole conversation with a friend of mine going, well, where do they go next? They They know what they have. They have the power now what do they do next? And that's what my friend said is it should be like a half an hour, hour long show, you know, 12 episodes each season or something. <laughs> Just continue to see them go throughout yeah. the land that's controlling exactly the zombies. Yeah. You're so right. I think that's exactly what it sort of lends itself to. And especially with all the great one hour dramas that are around at the moment on Netflix and HBO, like that's the way forward of the future. And so you get to do more story, don't you? You get to explore the characters more. Yeah, the, the yeah, the and releasing it all kind of you know either at once like the Netflix way or being without mm. without commercials like on HBO or something like mm. that. The story I think can be told much better. Um, and, Definitely. And there's a lot to tell in that that movie. There's a lot of questions left behind as far as like the these soldiers who they are and then why they're <laughs> I know experimenting. So many questions, isn't it? <laughs> Do you have any that you could give us? Any answers? <laughs> No, no, none of us know the answers. Okay. I think the answers are in the the brothers' heads. So So we have to get this made. Yeah, but I know that they've got some new very cool ideas for coming up, which are amazing. And I kind of feel like it's just the beginning. Like I feel like they stopped the film right when you're like, Oh my god, what happens? Yeah, <laughs> like did they then go around the countryside with like a giant zombie army fighting them? Like it's it's just the possibility is going to be so cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the questions that were raised, and I thought, well, this has to continue. And I can see how some people might be frustrated with that, thinking that there isn't more. They're like, well, what, what happened? I don't understand. But I like that kind of ending where you can kind of either make it up yourself or you're left to kind of wonder or, you know, the aspect of we might get more. 
Yeah, I think they always wanted it to be more than just one film. But I do think um, it's so much more interesting with films if you leave it open. Like you don't need to give the audience all the answers. Mm-hmm. They can go away and think about it and talk about it and try and come up with the, the answers themselves. Uh, how much uh, how much say did you have in like deciding how Brooke, like the way she looked when she controlled the zombies? Like there's, a, there's an actual aesthetic look that she has when she's controlling them. Was that like yeah. all you or was that the director or the brothers? Um, it's, yeah, it's definitely us um, collaborating. I I pretty much decided how I wanted her to be and Kia, Kia, the director, gave me so much leeway with her. Like we just – we both understood who she was. Like she's mm-hmm. – I don't know, she's like the strong, stoic, silent type that's just – she's very still almost and like <laughs> you just wanted – you wanted to see like the power just like ebbing through her. You didn't want it to be a lot of – you know, we had a lot of discussions about how it was going to work, but we just, I just, we just thought it was going to be so much more powerful the stiller it was. Yeah, the more I thought about it after I watched the movie, I was like, well, they could have, that could have gone so many different ways, like that, just over the top, crazy. Um, but I think that just the subtlety of it was was yeah. was perfectly well done. It set up the drama of the scene and really made you feel like it's it's maybe even hurting her a little bit to do it. Um, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> I, I I like the look of it. I thought it was it was, it was very cool looking. I I actually kind of thought Brooke, uh, the character itself, was like yeah, like you were saying, stoic and very quiet. Um, like mm. I don't know, like an artist or maybe like a like a photographer or something. Like yeah, uh, she's a total loner and working in her <laughs> art studio and Bulla Bulla, just avoiding the world. You know, you can just see her. Uh, we also shot some other stuff where she was she's a painter and she. And she does does kickboxing, but I mean all that sort of extra stuff got um, cut because you got to sort of trim down the film. Sure. But yeah, we just saw her being her own person, sort of avoiding life. I think a lot of the time. Kind of hidden away, yeah. It, yeah, it's... and also um, she had a lot more dialogue a lot of the time, and we were kind of like, oh, does she need to say that? Like, you, you, if you can say it with a look, we don't need to say it. That's Which more power. That's powerful. Yeah, I I yeah. think you did a great job of just kind of doing it without the words. Well, thank um, you. Yeah. I don't, I think, I think less is more a lot of the time. Like if, if you don't need to say it, then you shouldn't like you, you as a human being can read so much on someone's face without them saying a word. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this kind of zombie genre lends itself towards like the, the comic book conventions and stuff like that. Uh, have you gotten to do any kind of convention type stuff? Um, yeah, we did um, Supernova here in Australia. I was at the Melbourne one and the whole gang were at the Sydney one. Um, but I would love I would love the opportunity to do more and to take Brooke around to 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 <laughs> see see them meet the fans, especially here in the US. I think I think this would be the market for it. I really uh, think and I think Jenny would agree, you're gonna see a lot of Brooke cosplayers uh, spring spring up. I hope so. <laughs> I think that would be a cool cosplay. I I think it would look awesome. So cool. I d- I definitely hope there's that someone does it for Halloween. Oh sure. I feel like everyone that does it has to tag me on Twitter and I I'm going to get so excited. <laughs> what uh on Twitter you're at just Bianca Brady. At Bianca Brady. Yeah. Yep, there you go. We just <laughs> make make sure you tag her guys. Yeah. Um so what can you tell us anything about what you might have coming up uh, um that maybe you've been working on while you're in LA or anything like that? Um 
Well, so I've got to go back to Australia because I'm in a I'm in a web series there called Starting From Now. Um, so it's a it's a lesbian um, based web series and it's had three seasons so far, and we've got to shoot um, season four and five coming up, which is really exciting because I love working with those girls. Um, it's actually Australia's like one of Australia's most popular web series, so it's had 17 million views around the world. Wow. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really big in the the lesbian and gay community, but I guess if you're not into <laughs> that, then you don't go and find it. But I think it's because there's hardly any content, especially being made in Australia for that. So it's people really love it and have such have found it so exciting. And um, I don't. Know, I really loved love doing it. My character and it's very different from Brooke. Brooke very different. She's um, she's sort of um young and feisty and. She's got a lot of sass, and I think she's the fun character. She has a lot of great one-liners, so she's she's a lot of fun to play. So I'm heading back to Australia to shoot that coming up, and I'm doing um I'm doing a music video when I get back, and a short film, and I'm doing a little bit in um Shane Bess's new film as well, Science Fiction Volume One. Oh wow! Yeah. See, so yeah, I've got <clears throat> I've got a busy stuff coming up in Australia, but I mean, I'd love to be able to come back here and do more stuff in the u.s oh that i think that would be awesome i think we as if we could see you in more stuff that'd be great um i will try i hope so (laughs) (laughs) and we'll do our best you'll have to come and do a panel at one of the conventions like kamikaze or something once wormwood 2 comes out (laughs) yeah how cool would that be i'm in i'm definitely in there you go you could do a panel and jenny can host it for you yeah, come along. Be great. Just tour around with it. Uh, okay. Awesome. I can't. I I can't not have you on and ask not ask this question. Um, I I I know you've probably been asked a million times. So it's you know how are you gonna survive the zombie apocalypse? Uh, yes, I've definitely been asked, but I've thought about this. I've thought about this for years. Like, hasn't everyone? I love that there's zombie apocalypse insurance here in the US. <laughs> People are thinking about this. It's it's definitely a possibility. I would um I would get on a boat. Zombies can't swim. Finally, somebody agrees with me. I don't I don't understand why that just doesn't happen. Like, you just I go see. find super yacht. <laughs> right. I I like this idea until I saw the remake of Dawn of the Dead. But that's because they landed. They landed that boat on an island, and of course there's going to be more zombies there. Yeah. It's like Catalina got overran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just, you just never, you never get off the boat. But I would definitely pick the biggest, you know, like super yacht that's worth like $20 million. <laughs> just sail around on that. Just load it up. Stopped, and Just load it up on crap. And then when it's, you know, you just sit in the middle of the ocean somewhere. Plenty of Choco Tacos. lots of ice cream sandwiches of any kind (laughs) i think in the zombie apocalypse you know you've got to keep fit and everything but you probably don't need to worry about how you look anymore i think you can just enjoy yourself you can indulge a little bit but then you also you know you got to work on your cardio oh yeah you definitely (laughs) want to be working on your cardio that's one of the lessons we learned from zombie land right that's right (laughs) that's how you survive uh, we had another zombie like web series. Uh, a couple actors from that were on, and uh, Jenny's. Jen, I'll let Jenny explain it. Your your new survival tactic for the zombie apocalypse, Jenny. Oh, she, hers! I, her idea was great. She's going to take over a Costco, 
I don't know if you know what a Costco is here, but it's, it's like a, a supermarket. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, but it's a concrete building with big iron gates that close down at night and it's got cell phones, books, groceries, guns. It's got everything you need. <laughs> One stop shopping. So I've decided I'm going to take over the Long Beach Costco and just lock it down and I'll become like the governor of the Long Beach Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Why the Long Beach one? Is it is it a really good It's position? the closest one cuz my one. theory is is if if it ever happened, there's no way you're getting out of the Southern California area cuz everyone's good. I mean, just oh, getting home from work, the the yeah. freeways are blocked. So you'd have to have like a dirt bike where you can go off-roading but then you're on a dirt bike so a zombie could take you down easier so i'm gonna stay centrally located and just lock myself in until i'm just gonna start else leaves. i'll start building my truck like they had in wormwood and yeah then i don't have to worry about it i mean i trust see, pretty wormwood, awesome. wormwood had a good idea just get the hill out of the city right <laughs> people out there exactly yeah just, yeah you just gotta go where there's no one else around and there's lots and lots of food. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or things you can hunt. But um, so with the, the Costco thing, didn't one of the Dawn of the, Dawn of the Deads do this shopping mall thing as well? The Dawn of the Dead remake did the mall, yeah. yeah. I think with that, though, the problem with the mall is there's too many exits and entrances that you can't, yeah. you just can't cover. Uh, with Costco, I think you probably just have the front doors and then the, the, the like, the docking bay. I don't know. I don't, I don't go to Costco. It's kind of scaring me a little bit. Slightly, I'm getting a bit panicky that I don't have anywhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> to, to expose where you are right now. <laughs> it's a little bit too exposed. I need to think of a zombie way out now. Jenny and her dogs can come get you. Do you have dogs? What are your dogs? I have, I've got two dogs. They're giant mutts, which I've been trying to get not to bark during this entire <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're my, they're my hound dogs. Here, the funniest part about it is they'll bark like crazy. So if there's a zombie coming, they're going to bark. They're going to track all the zombies. And then the moment oh. it gets close, they're going to put the tail between their legs and run and hide under the bed. <laughs> so That's they don't. Cool. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to be probably too efficient in the zombie apocalypse. No, you probably you probably can't take them to Costco. I think then you'd just be like this beacon with all the zombies all the way around. And Costco has dog food. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> they would survive forever. Oh uh, wow! <laughs> are you are you a dog person? Yeah, I've um I've got a dog. His name is Trigger. He's um he's the love of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Is he a big dog or a little dog? No, he's little because I'm really small. So I need a dog that I can just like pick up and move around. (laughs) You are much smarter than I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm five foot three and I weigh like 95 pounds. So I need, I get pulled down the street with big dogs. Yeah, I always say that my dogs walk me. I don't walk them. (laughs) Yep, that is exactly what it would be. Did you oh, bring... But they are like my kids. I know everybody gets all cheesy when they say that, but yeah. Well, they are pets. Yeah, your pets are your, your babies. Yep. Even if they do call all the zombies in the area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Did you bring your dog with you to Los no, Angeles? No. My doggy is at home in Sydney at the stage. He's um hanging out with my friends. They're loving having him. He's um he charms everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I move to the states, I just bring him with me. There you go. Come along. Of course. Or uh, my family would mind him, yeah. (laughs) Well, 
I, I can't say thank you enough for coming on the podcast with us. Um, I really, I really enjoyed the movie and um, I, I can't wait for the sequel and for anything else that you're going to do. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been an absolute delight and a pleasure. It's been really fun. Thank no, you. no problem. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. And um, hopefully we'll give you some more Wormwood soon. Oh yeah. Please. Yes. Once, once the sequel, the sequel comes out, we'll have you back on and we can talk all about it and done. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Thank you. All right. That's it. That's our interview with Bianca Brady. And we are definitely going to have her back on when the sequel comes out because she's a lot of fun to talk to. And uh, I-, I could listen to an Australian voice all day long. Yep. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> um, and that's why I love uh, Flight of the Concords, even though that's New Zealand, but it's very close. <laughs> so all right that's our that was our interview with bianca brady go check out the movie wormwood road of the dead you can find bianca on twitter at bianca brady just spell it out b-i-a-n-c-a-b-r-a-d-e-y she's on twitter there you can find her also on instagram bianca underscore brady check her out there you can see her post pictures of choco tacos um yeah and her dog too i see her dog is there uh, so yeah, go ahead. Give her, give her a follow on Facebook. You won't be upset that you do. She's very funny and she does all kinds of cool stuff. Now that she's going to be this big time, super celebrity. Totally. <clears throat> she's got it though. She's got what it takes. So yeah, I think so. I, I think I saw it like immediately in that first scene. I'm like, she's cool. I, I would watch her in a movie. So, uh, and she's got the, the acting or the action chops down, I think. So very fun. Um, glad we could get her on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview and go check out the movie Wormwood Road of the Dead, Netflix, go watch it now. Um, if you want to help the podcast out, you could go to our website and click on the banner at Click on the banner for the sideshow collectibles website full of all kinds of awesome stuff. They got the new Kylo Ren and, uh, the Stormtroopers set coming soon. You can pre-order it now. It looks amazing. And, uh, if you're, uh, a fan of the Force Friday releases. There was all kinds of toys. And the hardest one to find was Kylo Ren. It's shocking that the bad guy is the hardest one to find. The the cool new bad guy with the crazy lightsaber. <clears throat> so uh, do us a favor. Click on there. Buy something from Sideshow. And, you know, that helps us out. doesn't cost you anything extra. And you get the super cool, awesome statue. And uh, we get a little bit to help the show. Help us uh, get to more conventions, get some interviews, better production value. Helps me to stop say um so many times. Um, it's hard to believe, but money helps me stop say um. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, or you can go the more uh, basic route and head over to patreon.com slash atomic geekdom. P A T R E O N dot com slash atomic geekdom. There you can uh, give us money and we will give you things. It's almost like a store, but not really. There's no tax. I don't think uh, five five bucks gets you a free digital comic. Fifteen gives you a free digital graphic novel. Twenty will get you a free T-shirt. No shipping involved. I'll ship it to the Australia, in fact, if you want. And from there, uh, it only costs you twenty bucks, and that helps out us again. Or, or if you're a big fan of podcasts, you probably also like audio things, things that talk in your ears. 
uh, and you probably like books if you like our podcast. So what better way than to combine those things and get your entertainment from one place, like Audible? Jenny, you have Audible, right? I am obsessed with Audible. What can you do with Audible? You can join up for different types of services. So first off, if you go through our link, you get a whole month free of one free download. So you get a book for nothing anyways. But then if you keep on, you can do one book a month, three books a month, and it's super affordable. Like if you just go out and buy a book, it's ridiculously expensive. More than that, they're usually like 28 bucks or so. You can do like one book a month for like $14.95. It's really cool. But and you, you get to keep download, it, right? Yeah, you get to keep it. You download it. You can add it into your iTunes. So throw it on like your phone, listen to it in the car, which is what I do while I'm stuck in traffic. So I go through at least a book a week in the car. <laughs> and I feel very proud of that. <laughs> uh, so just head over to audibletrial.com slash atomic geekdom. Get it started today. Free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. Uh, do it now. I would if I wasn't already a member. So. Uh, you must you must do it now. And like she said, you can put it on your iPhone, iPad, Android, Kindle. Uh, if you have something else that's an MP3 player, you can put it on there. I don't know if they make anything like that anymore. Uh, the Microsoft Zune, if you have a Zune that still works, you can throw them on there, I'm sure. Uh, if, Did anybody buy a Zune? We sold them. <laughs> I worked at Radio Shack when that was out, and we sold a couple. Not many. Definitely not as popular as uh, the iPod. The iPod changed the world. Um, yes, you can find us on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Let us know how you would survive the zombie apocalypse if we're way off, me and Bianca, about going on a boat, or if you should sit in Costco like Jenny. Um, you, you have to at least prove yourself to get into my Costco, though. Just saying. Prove yourself. Hmm. Oh. I need I need good people because I don't want to be stuck in a concrete cell with all this really rad stuff see, with people I want to kill. See, I come with a Game of Thrones sword, so that, I, I thought you were getting Quinlan's sword. Maybe I, I don't you think they, I don't think they make a replica of that yet. <laughs> but oh, they need to get on it. Probably, um, Jenny. You are on Twitter at Robbie Art. You can go there and tell her what comic books she should read. Or Please. get her opinion on comic books she is reading, or books in general. Uh, you can email the show, info at atomicgeekdom.com, and tell us what we should be watching, what we should be reading, what we should be talking about on this podcast. Uh, tell us what we're doing wrong, what you like, all that kind of stuff. We love being criticized and hated. Uh, but there's some love out there, too. Just a little bit of love. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Google+, Stitcher, on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Give us a review. Rate us. That kind of good stuff. We would love it if you did. And uh, like I said, to start, check out uh, Bianca Brady's movie, Wormwood, Road of the Dead, Netflix. Everybody's got Netflix. you got to have Netflix. Um, go check it out. Watch her be the zombie whisperer. And uh, enjoy a Choco Taco while you do so. It's hot outside in some places Word. around this country. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that's it. That's our show. Jenny, anything else for the good people out there? Stay tuned for uh, long beach comic-con updates. Oh yes. I'm going to try to talk Jenny into using our periscope while she's there. So Uh-oh. get us on Twitter at atomic geekdom. You'll get notified every time she's on periscope while she's there. Um, and, uh, what, when is that? 
uh, this coming weekend, the 12th and the 13th. This podcast, it will have already happened. <laughs> so go, <laughs> go, go on our website and I'm sure we'll have pictures and all kinds of cool stuff. And I think you can still go back and look at old Periscope videos too. So, uh, yeah, uh, we will have talked about it on the Geek Out, I hope, to promote that Jenny's going to be there this weekend. <laughs> oh, the future. It's 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 a crazy time in the future on September 8th, which is actually September 15th. Anyway. It happens, it happens. <laughs> I, I bounce all over time, people. I never know what decade I'm in. This is a podcast, a.k.a. a TARDIS, for those that are Doctor Who fans, or a DeLorean. Um for back to future time travelers. All right. That's our show. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Dave. And to steal words from Nerdist, enjoy your Chaco Taco. (laughs) 